the path begins to form when you just start to listen to your intuition and you just kind of like listen to those little hits of inspiration and the things that light you up and you just follow that with curiosity and just see what happens. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. I am so excited and happy to be talking to you today. I'm cozy in my office. It's like 50 degrees here in Southern California and it just feels nice. We've had a rainy weekend and I'm just loving this cooler weather. Like I grew up in the Midwest and so I really do appreciate the seasons changing and I understood when I moved to SoCal that we don't really have seasons here, but we still do get cooler in the winter and I, I'm really here for it. I really embrace that. So I've got my candles lit. I've got my crystals out. I've got a cup of Four Sigmatic Reishi hot chocolate and I am ready to go. All right, so let's dive into this month's topic. So the topic this month is self-trust and our mantra is I trust my inner wisdom. So this is a topic that's very important to me. Trust is actually the word I chose for myself for this year and I knew eventually it would be a topic I would want to talk about in this membership but when I was kind of trying to decide what Uh, the topic would be this month. Like, I didn't know for sure if that would be the one, but I have this uh, tarot card deck called the Yogic Path deck by Sahara Rose, which is an awesome deck. I totally recommend it. It's beautiful. It, It's so, gives me so much great insight. So anyway, I had pulled a card at the beginning of October, and the card I chose was Svadya, and it means self-study. So I wanted to read to you what this card said because it kind of inspired me to choose our topic to be self-trust. So it says, we were each born with a book of infinite wisdom, stories, inventions, and emotions. This book is our own consciousness. If we take the path to truly studying the self, we will never become bored with our findings. Instead of trying to acquire more information, take the focus inward. There are cosmos in your consciousness you have yet to venture into that have more beauty than any artwork, more a mystery than your favorite thriller, more magnificence than all earthly creations. However, the passport required to reach these vistas is stillness. Through withdrawing from external stimulus, you can move into the true stimulus, the world inside and beyond you. So I really loved that because 
it's just a reminder that not only do we have all of the answers within us, but we have so much magnificence within us. We have all of our gifts to share with the world already inside of us. We don't have to go searching for it externally. We actually just have to uncover it within ourselves. So, but I feel like a lot, you know, a lot of us are somewhat disconnected from our own internal wisdom because we've grown up getting used to getting external validation and input and advice and opinions from everyone else around us. And it kind of takes us further and further away from ourselves. So with our topic being self-trust this month, I really wanted to dive into why we often have a hard time trusting ourselves, um, what some of the benefits are of actually trusting ourselves, and of course, ways we can get better at trusting ourselves. And in one, when we trust ourselves more, we can become more in tune with our intuition, which is the greatest gift. Because when we're in tune with our intuition, we can really be led by the divine. We can really find the path that we're meant to be on. We can really feel confident in the decisions that we make. So let's make our way there. So I guess I wanted where I want to start is with the reason why a lot of highly sensitive people have a hard time trusting themselves. I know this was something that I've really had a hard time with was trusting myself. And what I've found that it comes down to is a lot of highly sensitive people struggle with uh, low self-esteem, low self-worth. And many of us grew up, as you know, and experienced with um, people kind of telling us that the way we were was undesirable. Whether it was that we were too emotional, we felt too much, we caused issues, we were dramatic, we you know, we were weak, whatever it was, we kind of got that message from society. Many of us did. We weren't really rewarded for our sensitive gifts. So what that kind of does is it makes us feel like the way we are at our core is wrong and there's something wrong with us and we have issues and, you know, everyone else around us who's more calm and more quote unquote unemotional or whatever, like those people are doing it the right way. We're doing it the wrong way. At least that was my experience. And from other HSPs I've talked to, I've heard similar things. So with the lower self-esteem, it comes um, a difficulty to trust oneself. And again, speaking from my own experience, I had trouble thinking I could rely on what my own opinions and thoughts were because I felt like I was wrong for being the way that I was. I was like, quote unquote, unstable, too emotional, etc. So it became easier for me to start like taking advice from other people and kind of just going along with what everyone else wanted to do instead of even thinking I could tune into what I wanted to do. I was so far removed from myself because I was just so insecure and so far away from it. I just didn't even think of trusting myself as an option. You know, I just was more in people pleaser mode and I wanted to go along with what everyone else was doing because I just assumed they knew better than me. So this 
becomes a problem because you start living a life that isn't your life. It's You're not doing the things that are best for you. You're kind of fitting yourself in a mold that other people want you to be in and you lose touch with who you are. And the more you lose touch with who you are, the harder it becomes to get to a point of trusting yourself at all. So for me, like I, in high school, I can think of an example. Um, I always loved to write and I spent all my spare time writing. I had a journal that I was always writing in. I'd just like write up like random poems. I just loved it. And we had an art elective that we would take each semester. And there's a creative writing class. There were several like writing classes I could have taken, but instead I took the choir class. Why? Because everyone else was taking the choir class because my friends were doing it because that was the cool thing to do. And only like the not cool people were in these creative writing classes. And it was it's not like a small example, but it's kind of a way that I was betraying myself and not and choosing not to trust myself. I was ignoring something that I liked because I wanted to fit in and I wanted to do what was cool. So when we have little moments like that, like times that we're not trusting ourselves and choosing not to listen to ourselves, it's like a small betrayal. And those kind of add up and perpetuate and tell ourselves a story that you know, we can't listen to ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. Everyone else knows better. Like it keeps you small. So that's kind of what, where I was at for many, many years, you know, I was just kind of going along with what everyone else wanted. And then the experience that really helped me learn how to trust myself and tune into my intuition was when I was 22 years old, I got an internship opportunity in Southern California that I decided to take. And I took a leap of faith and I moved to California without knowing anybody with about two to three weeks notice. Um, I just went for it. And that was a pretty crazy time for me. And it was kind of surprising in retrospect that I even did it. But I can also say in retrospect that I wasn't like thinking I was very super brave or courageous for doing it. I was actually really motivated to leave the life that I had been living and just start fresh and like have a fresh slate. Like I just wanted to get away. So in any case, I listened to the pull in my gut, which was rare for me to listen because I had had such a history of just doing what everyone else wanted, but I was so motivated to leave. I listened to the pull in my gut that was telling me, you got to take this opportunity and just see where it goes. So I went and I had very little money. I lived in a house with a random woman that I didn't know. I had no friends. I was like a small girl from small town Minnesota and I had to learn how to navigate the super intimidating freeways of Southern California. There was like all these obstacles before me that I kind of had to figure out how to move past. And one by one, I did it. You know, I figured out the highway freeways. I made enough money, barely, to pay rent. I made friends. I did well in my job. I got hired full time. Like there was all of these little things that began to happen that kind of were like casting a vote for myself to tell myself that I could trust me 
I didn't know that I was capable of all of these things until it was in my face and I had to do it and I had no other choice but to rely on myself and it taught me that I could rely on myself and that was really really pivotal for me. It, I learned I could rely on myself and I could rely on my intuition because my intuition is what told me to just go for this opportunity even though it seemed crazy like to have three weeks notice to drop everything and move my whole life out to a brand new state without knowing anyone not knowing what my future would hold like that was a really crazy thing and something inside of me told me to just go for it I had foregone the normal path that all of my peers had gone for like I was working at Nordstrom at the time while my peers were all uh, had all taken like full-time corporate jobs whether it was at Target corporate or Kohl's corporate or Best Buy like all of these big retailers and I was working at Nordstrom not really doing anything super exciting I just was kind of waiting around and I don't know just not making the best decisions and the internship opportunity popped up I took it it worked out it was totally meant to be so from there, from that experience, I really started to cultivate greater self-trust and started to get like more into listening to my intuition. And I I was like so excited and thrilled by the way things had worked out for me and the fact that I had not followed what everyone else was doing and I had ended up in what I thought was a better position than those around me who had just followed the path laid out for them like that fact made me you know become more confident in myself and feel like you know what my gut my intuition it knows the way so I started getting like more into listening to that and over the past six years of living in Southern California like a lot of cool things have happened for me because I listened so like the way I met my husband like I got on a dating app and I was thought dating apps were super lame and I was always saying oh I want to meet someone uh, an organic way but then one day I was like screw it I'm just gonna get this app and see what happens and just download it and see what happens just be open-minded and I matched with my husband and he was the first and only guy I went on a date with from that app literally only person I went on a date with I deleted the app after we met because we hit it off and we were dating like a week later so that was cool another one was like I was working my first job here in SoCal and it just became really toxic and I became really unhappy and there was this one night when I just decided I was gonna quit I was over it I didn't care what my next step was I just had to I had to quit I, it was over and then somebody from my past who I used to work with called me that night about a new opportunity for me for work so I ended up quitting without a hundred percent certainty about the next opportunity and it ended up working out I had a new job within two weeks so that was amazing again listening to my intuition um, the way I started my blog life by Alyssa that was came from me following this urge to write again I was like a little bit bored in my day job and I started just writing in a Google Doc and I got the urge to share what was in the Google Doc. I said, okay, fine, I'll start a blog, like whatever. Everyone has a blog, but I keep wanting to write, so I must 
want to do this for a reason. So I started my blog, which led to me really focusing more on highly sensitive people, which has now led to me creating this membership. And so it's really cool the way like the path begins to form when you just start to listen to your intuition and you just kind of like listen to those little hits of inspiration and the things that light you up and you just follow that with curiosity and just see what happens. So that's like become my specialty, I want to say, is just listening to my intuition. And the cool thing about highly sensitive people and empaths is that we typically do have a stronger intuition than most people and that's because we're just so in tune with energies around us and emotions and the the world around us like the energies the vibrations like it's just a little easier from my experience and understanding to for us to tap into an intuitive inner knowing so i hope that that fact excites you like if you don't already know it now you know it and you already have an advantage I would say the hard part for sensitive people is just that so many of us have struggled with low self-esteem so we almost have to kind of overcome that old programming in order to tap into our intuition which is truly our gift so it's like it's the blessing and the curse of being sensitive you know like we have such an advantage here but we have to like overcome the hurdle most often in order to get to that. So there are a few ways I want to share that can help you get better at trusting yourself and trusting your intuition. So, I mean, there's so many, but these are some of the things that have really worked well for me and made a difference for me. Um, So the first thing I'll share is self-study, just like I read off of that tarot card. So with self-study, what I mean by that is really taking time to be quiet and contemplative, if that's the right word for it, um, with yourself. So that means like having time every day where you're like just by yourself. So that means no podcasts, no music, no TV, like don't have all of this external stimuli coming at you, but just like be quiet and be with yourself. Because in those moments, you can actually reconnect to who you are and you're not being like swayed by what other people are saying because you can listen to podcasts and they're like amazing and you can learn so much. I love podcasts. When you're filling every spare moment with thoughts and knowledge and opinions from other people, you're totally diluting your own thoughts. And what do you actually think and what do you actually feel? So... Most importantly, make sure you're always making time for quiet contemplation, self-study. So that means like taking time to meditate, go for a walk without your phone, without any distractions, just do the dishes without listening to a podcast, drive for a while and just have the windows down and for a while, just take time to be by yourself. And also on that note, it's definitely journaling. So take time to be quiet and journal and get your thoughts out. I heard recently like someone described journaling as like doing long division. It's like you got to show your work and sometimes you it, you need to, you might know what you're thinking, but it kind of is tangled up. And when you write it out, it kind of can like become more clear for you. So I think that's really important and a really crucial part of self-study. The second thing I'll say is for sure totally related to that first one. And this is taking social media breaks. So For myself, I know I find myself getting like, I don't know, feeling kind of disconnected from myself when I'm on social media too much. Like 
I catch myself scrolling and like going down rabbit holes of other people's lives and all of a sudden I'm just kind of feeling like icky and like tired and my stomach hurts or whatever. I'm just like, ugh, it doesn't feel very good. And that takes me away from myself. It, it's like without even trying to, you're picking up so much from everyone else, especially us empaths. And we kind of like lose touch with who we are and what do we think. So I would say it's like pretty crucial for you to make sure you're taking breaks from social media, whether that means like deleting your app on the weekend or having a really hard and fast like rule about what time you're going to sign off social media apps every day or like, okay, I'm not going to check Instagram until at least noon every day, whatever it is like we need to have firmer boundaries in place so that we can be connected to ourselves first, be really rooted in who we are before we're taking on so much from everyone else because it gets confusing. And then we, you know, it's like, this is how you kind of lose touch with yourself. And, you know, that's makes it harder to tune into our intuition, which is the goal. Um, the third thing I will say is to have boundaries around your process. So I used this a lot when I was wedding planning, like, you know, when you're like trying to make a decision about something, you know, like, oh, should I rent this apartment or should I buy this dress or should I go for this new job, whatever it is. It's pretty like natural and human nature for us to want to get opinions from other people. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're always doing that, it's kind of like, do you even know what you like? Like, what do you want? Are you letting everyone else's opinions sway you? Because I think it's kind of hard not to let them sway you when you're always looking to everybody else. So I used this practice a lot when I was wedding planning. And I learned very early on that I needed to do this because I remember I shared pictures with my friends. I think it was like, I don't know, it was of my wedding venue or something like that. And I didn't quite get the response that I was hoping for. And it made me feel kind of defeated and like crappy. And uh, I felt like I was judging myself. Like, oh, am I making the right decision? When before I had asked my friends, I felt super certain and lit up. And then as soon as I shared it, I started to second guess myself. When before that, I hadn't second guessed myself. So early on, I kind of decided, you know what? If something feels good to me, I don't need to run it by other people. I'm going to go with it because I don't want their opinion to sway my feeling about something when I know in my heart and in my gut that this is the right thing. So for me, I kind of kept my cards close to my chest. Like I didn't show everyone what I was doing. I didn't say, oh, should I do this drink or this drink? Oh, should I do this design for my invites or this design? I just found things I liked. I went with it. Like I just listened to my gut. I went with it. I didn't need to ask other people's opinions. And the result was phenomenal. Like I couldn't have been happier with our wedding. I got so many compliments on how beautiful it was and the whole vibe and everything like that. And I know that if I had been asking everyone else for their opinion and kind of letting them weigh in on every single thing, it would have changed what the whole day was. And I really wanted it to be Matt and I's vision. So that's really important is having boundaries around your own process and your own vision and not actually getting everyone's opinion on things because we don't always need everyone's opinion on things like trust that. Um, the fourth one I will share is to 
start paying attention to what you like and don't like. So I actually heard this uh, from Lacey Phillips, who has this podcast called, I think it's called the Expanded Podcast. And she was saying that a great practice to like get to know yourself better and what like what's authentic for you is to go through your day and say, I like that. I don't like that. So it kind of sounds funny because it's like we think, oh yeah, I know what I like, but like, I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of, we're so swayed by everyone around us or like what's trendy and what's cool. It's like, it's really important to take a step back and check in like, wait, how do I actually feel about this? Like, do I actually like that? Like, it's kind of a fun practice. So I would say give that one a shot as well. Like taking a bath. Do you actually like that? Or is this just like this self-care thing that's kind of put on, you know, put all over the place and you do it because you, you know, think it's a good thing to do, but do you actually like it? And what about that? Like, I don't know, those high heel shoes or working at a desk, whatever it is, like just start kind of getting curious with yourself because again, it's just another form of self-study and getting more clear on who you are and what you like. And when you're super duper clear on who you are, what you like, and you're authentically yourself, it's so much easier to tap into your intuition because you just are so aware of who you are. And then the fifth thing is become more aware of what your intuition feels like. So this is going to be a little bit different for every person. And so it's super individual. Like, think about times when you felt really lit up by something like think of an example of when you followed your intuition and it led you in a great way you know something just like divinely happened for you so so cool um think about how that felt in your body like what do you feel like when something lights you up when you're super excited do you does your heart beat faster does your um stomach get butterflies Do you start talking really fast? Do you, you know, get dizzy? I don't know. Like, what does it feel like for you? And start to get curious and like make note of those, those feelings. Because again, more self-study when you understand what listening to your intuition feels like, you can get more tapped into it. You can kind of start letting that be your inner compass rather than always using logic. Like, don't get me wrong. I think there's an art and a balance to using logic and using intuition. I think they're both very important. Um, But I think it's fun and amazing to let yourself follow your intuition as much as you can, because in my experience, it's led to the most magical, cool opportunities. So get curious about what intuition feels like, um, what it feels like in your body. And then one other thing I will say too, is a lot of times we kind of block our intuition unintentionally just by being stressed out, not eating well, not exercising. Like we just get disconnected from ourselves on a physical level as well. So I would just throw in there too, like do your best to eat healthy foods, not have way too much sugar, not have way too much alcohol, like, and make sure, you know, you're moving your body. I'm not perfect at this by any means. Like I just got off a season of drinking and eating a lot because it was my wedding and my honeymoon and I indulged. And I'll be honest, it kind of affected my intuition. I didn't feel as tapped into myself. I didn't feel as inspired as I wanted to. Um, So it does make a difference. So that's another thing that 
is important is to take care of yourself because it gives you more of a clear vessel to receive guidance from a higher power and to feel more connected to yourself. So really the point I want to drive home here this month is just the idea of allowing yourself to be led by the things that interest you and trusting those interests and trusting those intuitive hits no matter how far-fetched and like weird or whatever it might feel. So I wouldn't say that Santa Fe, New Mexico is like a place that you're going to think you're, of people going on their honeymoon, right? Like it's not Hawaii, it's not the Bahamas, it's not Mexico, whatever. It's not this like warm tropical place. I mean, it is warm in certain months, but in November, it's not that warm. <laughs> it was like four, you know, 40s, 50s that they had gotten some snow right before we came. So like, I'll be honest, leading up to our honeymoon, I, when I would tell people where we were going, I almost felt a little self-conscious because I felt like people were like, really? That's where you're going to go? Like, why? You know, they didn't say that, but I could just tell because, you know, empath, we can, we can sense this stuff, right? But I had always felt really drawn to Santa Fe. I don't know why. I just was like super interested in it. And I thought it sounded like a really cool place to go. And Matt felt the same way. Like he's really into eating good food and he loves the Southwest and we just like something about it drew us to it. So that was a time that I had to kind of trust myself and my gut and be like, yeah, I don't know. It's not like the normal place people might go for their honeymoon, but it's really where we want to go. So we went anyway, of course. And it was like the experience we needed to have. Like we left California when there was wildfires here. It was hot. It was stressful. It was just icky. It just wasn't feeling good. We get off the plane in New Mexico and it's cool and it just feels calm and peaceful and like amazing. And it was just like a breath of fresh air. It was like, oh my gosh, this is where we need to be. Like, I wouldn't want to be somewhere warm and tropical right now. I don't want to be laying in the sand. I just want to be cozy and I want to be eating these warming foods. And I don't know, it just was like where I wanted to be. So that was really cool to have that validation. And then another thing that was really synchronistic, I guess I could say. So a few days before our wedding, I went to see this Reiki healer who also is able to kind of tap into past lives. And she told me that she saw me as a medicine woman in a past life. And I was like, with all of these plants and herbs, and I knew what to do with them. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Like, I mean, I'd, I don't know. I, I guess I never like realized that like that could be a possibility. So that was kind of in the back of my mind. I was just like, wow, I was thought, that's pretty cool. And then in Santa Fe, uh, I went to, th there's like all these different apothecaries there. And I had never gone to an apothecary before. But I went to all of them and I started getting really interested in learning about herbs and the healing properties they have and flower essences and what do these different herbs do and what are the natural, naturally occurring herbs that um, live in the Southwest and how can I forage them and what can I make out of them? And that is like not something I was ever interested in before. Like it just never came to mind. But when the Reiki healer said that and then I went to Santa Fe and I had all of this information and resources right in front of me, it really piqued my interest and it was really cool. So I came back with like several different tinctures and um, I got a new crystal and I'm, I bought a book about herbology and I'm starting to learn about it and I'm just like super intrigued by it. And 
I have so many ideas now for this membership and the things I'm going to add in. So you'll see this month I included an herb of the month and a crystal of the month. And this is like partially for me to start learning it alongside you because I just think it's the coolest thing like for us to have these supplemental, supportive, natural items that help us even more on our journey and to get closer to ourselves and to feel better, etc. So the herb this month, you'll see it in the mini magazine, is the blue lotus and that's known as the flower of intuition. And I just ordered some blue lotus tea from Anima Amundi. So definitely check that out. Um, and then I also put a crystal of the month, which is moonstone. So I'm learning more about crystals. I have to admit I'm totally a novice and I'm just learning right alongside you. Or maybe you know more than me. Feel free to drop the knowledge. I'm all ears. So our crystal this month is uh, moonstone. And that's known to be a crystal that opens the the crown chakra and helps you get out of your head and more into your heart and get more in tune with your intuition and your heart's desires and passions in life. So I just like, I just, I'm super into it. I'm super fired up. So yeah, that was really cool. And then also like I should have mentioned in this, this in the beginning, but that little magazine I decided to start creating for the membership. That was just another thing that I was kind of intuitively led to do because um, I asked in the Facebook group the the format that you enjoy getting membership content in, and um, a lot of people said written form, and I'm like, was secretly thrilled about that because I'm a writer and I love to write. So I was like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to make a magazine. This would be really cool. So anyway, I'm rambling now, talking about myself. I, I only share these things because I hope you can see yourself in what I'm saying and just kind of see how these like random little things like can kind of come together and become something really cool when you get curious and when you just follow those little intuitive hits and, you know, don't have to, you don't have to have logic behind it. You don't have to have 65 people signing off on it and saying, yeah, that's the right thing to do. Like, you just got to trust yourself and you just got to trust your, your gut instinct. And I know I'm saying that so nonchalantly, but as you know, from my story, I didn't always trust myself. And it's like a process to get there. And sometimes it takes a leap of faith. And just sometimes it's the little baby steps along the way. But I'm just I'm excited to hear how this goes for you this month and to kind of hear some of your own stories about times that you listen to your intuition and what that looked like for you and what amazing synchronicities you're experiencing as a result of listening to your intuition. So I just want to say thank you again for being part of this membership. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your feedback. I really appreciate it all and I hope you have a great month and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.